Hey, hello, everybody. Welcome to the PlayStation Report. I am Frank, and with me this week, as always, Tyler. What's up, dude? Not much, man. We are here Thursday evening to talk about video games and the latest F1 drama, Max Verstappen being a petty little shit. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely. And his mom getting involved and shit. Like, Jesus Christ. Like... There's a lot of stupid dude, shit going on with dude that. Dude has like the biggest victim complex I've ever fucking seen. Yes. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a race though. Yeah, there was yeah, a lot, was lot a going on. It was definitely one of the best. Yeah, one could say maybe the best season, best or best year. Oh my god, I can't speak. Best race of the season. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, all that shit at the end was just absurd and. uh yeah, I don't understand why he has to be a such a hard ass all the time. And I also feel like Red Bull's statement they put out today made it even worse because it's so obvious, like the lies in that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, what? What are you guys doing? Like, Red Bull has just been in PR mode like all year. It's been insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Max has to be careful because it didn't take very didn't take very long for Vettel to be, you know, shifted away from when <laughs> once things didn't go quite so well with him. Yeah, definitely. So I, I don't know. I feel like Max just needs to watch his step a little bit because, as good as he is, like Red Bull aren't shy to uh, replace someone. They're not, but they also, you know. Checo gives them the best shot of winning a Constructors' Championship. Um, and I feel like they need to make sure that they are, <laughs> Max and Checo are on the same page. Yeah. Or you else could... you're going to end up with a fucking multi-21 situation with Vettel and Weber way back in the day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that won't end well. I mean, you could argue that uh, Checo is the reason that Max had a shot at winning the championship last year. Last year, absolutely, like he yes. Was, like, Checo has sacrificed a lot for this team, and, you know, not to... With the driver championship and constructors secured, like, can't even get Max to budge to help uh, Checo get the second place in the championship. Right. So. And there were two two races this year where they told Checo to move aside and let Max go, and Max went on one to win the race. Yeah. I think Max, in those instances, probably would have won the race anyways but um still i mean he he definitely has uh sacrificed things for for max and for max to not do it when it's literally meaningless to him it's not like they were going to be on the podium and they're asking max to get off the podium you know or, or something like that like constructors drivers championships are wrapped up it's literally meaningless where he finishes um and yeah, for him to not do that is just drama for no reason. It's just dumb. But uh dude, Max and Lewis coming together just gave me all the feels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anytime those two are around each other, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like it just feels so intense. Um because you just know something is bound to happen. 
Um, cause neither want to give an inch to each other. And I don't think either really care for each other as much as they might say otherwise. Right. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so intense. Um, watching his two go at it, which, you know, congrats to George Russell. He fucking crushed it in that race. I think it's great to see that Mercedes is like now capable of winning races, which should lead to hopefully a much more competitive season next year. And if we get a Max V Lewis part two, I don't know if anyone can take it anymore, (laughs) especially for 24 fucking races. It was bad enough for 22. Can't take it anymore. (laughs) I mean, even like you throw George Russell up there, like now, now we have, uh, now we have, uh, I mean, no offense to Valtteri Botas, but I think I think George Russell is doing a lot better in that seat. Um, yeah. So yeah, Absolutely. we're gonna have like we're gonna have some uh, sparks flying next year, especially uh, over at the Haas team. Um, condolences to Mick Schumacher, but like this weekend, kind of like showed that there is a huge gap between him, him and where where he needs to be. Uh, yeah. K-Mag for yeah. crushing it and qualifying. Had a decent sprint race, didn't fall too far back. Um, unfortunate yeah. what happened in the race, but Daniel Ricciardo, he's on his way out. <laughs> he is, he is. Yeah, it's a bummer that this weekend we're going to lose Seb, Daniel Ricciardo, and Mick Schumacher, and Nicholas Latifi, too. Yeah. Let's not forget him. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel bad for Mick Schumacher in a way. Like, yes, he's made mistakes, but... I also feel like he never really got a fair shot because last year's car was so uncompetitive. Um, and now this year, to me, it's almost like his first season in F1. Like, I, I just feel like he deserves another shot. And maybe it's good that it's not with Haas. Maybe he'll get another shot with a different team down the road. I don't know. But um, but he, he he has made mistakes. Like, some of his crashes and stuff are just unexcusable honestly um so part of me feels bad for him part of me doesn't yeah but you know hulkenberg and magnuson (laughs) that's gonna be uh (laughs) some spicy content next year exactly i hope it's spicy that'll (laughs) that'll be a lot of fun what what was the interview suck my balls yeah suck my balls mate (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that should, they should put that on, so on a shirt or, or a hat or something. I'd wear that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So good. Uh, but yeah, that's enough about racing, I guess. Uh, we have Abu Dhabi this weekend, which is almost completely meaningless. But, I mean, there's some stuff to fight for, constructors and driver yeah. standings-wise. Right. Um, but yeah, let's get into it, because... As busy as I've been, I, I've managed to play some video games that I'm excited to talk about. I know we both came in, uh, we came out of last week's, or uh, the last episode, uh, saying we were going to play some God of War Ragnarok. I assume you have. I have as well. Um, is there anything else you've played? Um, I've only played a little bit of Call of Duty. Okay. Um, I don't know. Uh... Yeah, I, I got me some Mountain Dew, so I had to make sure my code worked, and then yeah. I got in there. I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Let me pop a double XP for 30 minutes and shoot some fools. That's that's all I really have, did, have you and, played it, since and it was the, a good time. Since the uh, season launched? 
I, I have not. Okay. So, yeah, I haven't played any of that or Warzone. Have you played any of that? I have not played Warzone or DMZ. I have had a look. At, I bought the first Battle Pass. It was 10 bucks. I mean, whatever. Okay. Um, yeah. I've seen how the new Battle Pass operates. Uh, it is... Um, it's... It bears some similarities to uh, what what Fortnite has done. I mean, it's a little bit more restrictive as far as um, uh, how far ahead in the battle pass you can you can buy stuff. Uh, but yeah, you earn these tokens and you spend the tokens uh, unlocking this these different tiles on the map, uh, which correspond to different battle pass rewards. Um, and yeah, that that's pretty much how that operates. I, I've seen some some of the stuff in there is really cool. Um, they have some uh, some tuned weapons because you know how at the end of a weapons progression you can tune your weapons. They have some uh, some professionally tuned weapons in there for, right. for you know armory variants of of your uh, weapons. So some of those are really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I played some shoot house. Shoot house is good fun. Shoot House is chaotic. I love playing it in a free-for-all. It's a little bit much for a team game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that that's awesome. I, I like the change in Battle Pass of, um, you know, you gotta, or you get to choose what you want yeah. sort of thing. I, I like that approach. I wish more games also adopted Halo Infinite's um, way of you can go after whatever battle pass you want. I get there's reasons why you wouldn't. You know, you want to create that FOMO, but um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a good change. I'm looking forward to getting into it. One not good thing, Tyler. Game's been crashing again for me. Uh oh. Like, pretty much, I I can play like two or three matches and then it's crashing on me. I'm playing on the uh. PC, so I'm not sure what the situation is elsewhere, but. Man, that this PC build is rough. Yeah, that sucks. I I haven't had crashes, but I was having some really weird uh, situations when I was playing the other night where, um, like, I would open up the challenge thing, like the daily challenges, and it would just get stuck on screen. Um, yeah, the UI the is matchmaking, awful. it really is. Like, the matchmaking was working, but it was also freezing everything for me. So I would end a match, everything would freeze, and then all of a sudden the next match is starting. I'm like, I wasn't really even able to do anything or look at anything. I didn't even know we're starting another match. And that happened a few times too, which was strange. Um, there's definitely some some issues that need ironed out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Yeah, we'll, we'll probably be playing some more Call of Duty soon. I want to check out that DMZ mode. It, se- it seems uh, interesting. Drop and try to do some missions and extract. Um, definitely, like, yeah. I'm definitely down for some Warzone. Right now, it seems like the only Warzone playlist they have is like the uh, four, the four player squad. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I mean, they'll eventually get the other playlists out. Yeah, so. seems like they're coming in hot a little bit with this game. Yeah, uh, with with some of these issues, but even even certain things, I forget all of them that kind of hit me. There's a couple just little tiny things. At the end of the day, they're not a big deal. Like 
Call of Duty to me has always been pretty good with like stat tracking, and I love that stuff in multiplayer games. I'm just nerdy in that way. You can't see shit in this game. Like, there's nothing really. Mm. Um, so I get when you're coming in hot, that's probably something you'll cut. Um, so hopefully they add that in. But I mean, they used to get down to like, you know, this is the weapon you have the most kills with, and you know, more than just kill death ratio and win loss. And you know, there was some really cool stuff they did, but. Maybe they'll add that stuff eventually. Um, also, uh, oh, what's that game from Modern Warfare? A game mode, gun game? What was it? The two-player mode? Is that what they call oh, it? Oh, was that? Hmm, I don't think. Yeah, you was, remember that? I remember that, what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I want to say maybe it was gun game where it's, it was just round base, two v two. Every every round you had different weapons. Really small maps. It was fast paced, intense. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, damn, they don't have that in this game. And uh, I hope they bring it back eventually because uh, that game mode was gunfight. awesome. Gunfight. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that game mode's awesome. Hopefully they add that eventually. Yeah. Uh, before we get into God of War Ragnarok, I have one other thing to talk about. Tyler, you knew this. You, you should have seen this coming. Pentiment. I had a feeling you were going to jump into this game. So yeah, I'm curious Dude, what you think. This game is so fucking rad. It's so I guess to start out, um Pentiment is a it's, it's an adventure game, um side-scrolling adventure game, a lot of clicking on and interacting with uh objects and people. Um it is set in 16th century Bavaria. Um, you, uh, it is from the perspective of this artist, Andreas, who is, and the game starts out, you're in this small town working for this abbey. Um, and, yeah, there's, there's a lot of awesome style to this game. This, the, all oh, the font work. The fonts are immaculate. If you like yeah, the fonts, look cool. play Pentiment. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Just just to see those fonts and just to see what they do um, with them, because yeah, this game does some interesting things. Uh, so, like you'll, it's not voiced; it's all it's all text. You're reading a lot. Um, so, when you're talking to people, sometimes there will be typos, and then it'll go back into race and rewrite them. Um, this happens more often when you're talking with um, poor people uh, who may be uneducated or may be perceived as uneducated by your character Andreas um, so it goes back like you notice it like and their script their uh, font is a lot more uh, basic and then when you go talk to a clergy member or uh, y- you know an educated person that their fonts will be uh, more uh, you know, fancy, uh, some fancy fonts in there um, for the well-educated people, and they make less mistakes that have to be erased and rewritten. Um, but yeah, uh, you play as Andreas. You're in this town. You're working, uh, working for the church, uh, doing doing some uh, script work, um, and on your off time, you're working on your masterpiece. Uh, and I mean, these are early, like very early spoilers. Um, there's this baron who comes into town um, who immediately 
seeks you out, like he sees you and he immediately tr- he notices that you're sort of an outsider to this town because you're only here as a journeyman trying to uh, in, in you're you're here as a journeyman mastering your craft before you go back, get married and start your own shop um, so you're an outsider to this town, this baron comes in and notices, hey wait, this guy isn't like the other people I always see here I'm going to go focus in on this guy and get to know him and then, um, not too long after, he gets murdered. And then it turns into a murder mystery. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Um, there's a lot of interesting things uh, that happen uh, that, like, so your conversations with these characters matter because eventually it'll come to a point where, like, they're there will be this uh, quote-unquote skill check or whatever based on the inter- types of interactions you've had with the characters and you can convince them to do something helpful or not. Um, whether they'll like re- reveal information or do something. Whatever. But that, that's kind of the basic mechanics. Like you, you eventually build out your background and the kind of person that Andreas is. And yeah, it's a, it's a lot of uh, dialogue choices, a lot of reading, a lot of branching paths. It's very fascinating, uh, all the little mysteries of this town. Uh, and yeah, I I very much look forward to playing more of it because it it is it is really fucking cool. Like the art is amazing, the story is fascinating, and yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing my way through it yeah it it does seem very cool i'm very interested in it and um you know hearing too that it's only you know 15 hours or something like that i think that's that seems like a really good length for a game like this yeah that's cool yeah it's also it's it's on game pass uh i believe it's on consoles and pc yes it is it is on xbox and pc yes Xbox and PC, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a lot of reading. That 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 is that is the one thing I'll say. If you do not enjoy reading, um, if reading is a turnoff for you in video games, this might not be for you. But other than that, man, I I'm really digging it. Yeah, I knew this game once I saw the reviews were really good for it. I'm like, Frank's gonna dig the fuck out of this. I just know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I mean, it's, game. it's it's a fascinating uh, historical piece. Like, there's there's a lot of stuff that it takes place around the time, like just before the uh, cat the the Reformation. Um, like there there's talks about a uh, Martin Luther uh, speaking at the university. Um, there's yeah, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things going on in that world. There's a lot of connective tissue between, like, back when the Romans occupied the uh, area. There's, like, conflicting stories about this town based on different perspectives. Yeah, it, it there is a lot of writing in this game, and it's all pretty good. All right, yeah. There's also Such a some, cool little thing for Obsidian to do. It's, it's awesome they got to make this. There's also, like, I mean, I mentioned the art. There's a lot of there's a lot of neat little freaks in this game too. <laughs> like there are some really cool characters. So, yeah, definitely check it out if you're interested in these these types of games. It's it's cool. 
All right, it's Tyler. Right on. God of War Ragnarok. Um, I will tell you about how far I've gotten. Okay, I'm about to go to Alfheim. Okay. Have you gotten further than that? I am just a little bit further than that, so I am. I am in Alfheim. Yeah, I am. I'm literally standing at the gate, ready to go to Alfheim. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm a, eh, maybe half hour or so ish into that region. Okay. Okay. So we're we're pretty close here. Yeah. Tyler, I think this game is really fucking good. <laughs> I like it. I, I think they've uh I think they've really built out the world a lot. Um I think uh I, I like the combat. I like what they've done with uh some of the uh, some of the skills uh that you're using. Um I like I like where the story's going with Atreus. I like Atreus being a rebellious teenager in this game and fucking yeah. Kratos having to deal with that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting no spoilers, but certain things to happen that you uh you control, basically. Certain characters. Yes. Um I thought I wasn't expecting any of that, but uh it really expands upon things and expands upon the skills and everything like that too. Like you're saying, I really Really like that twist um, overall. Um, it's, yeah, it's good. I just like kind of, I don't know, even though so far, you know, about, what, six hours in the game maybe, um, it's only opened up really about one time to where you can kind of sail around, explore, um, like the first game. But um, even then, even when you're just in these linear sections, I just find myself just kind of getting lost and just wanting to explore every little nook and cranny of these environments because this is it's cool and yeah the game's just fucking gorgeous um really 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 well done um and two you know i just uh yeah i like a lot of dialogue so far um i was kind of worried that atreus would annoy me in his older age um in this game but i don't know i think it's done pretty well it, Hasn't bothered me too much so far. And I think it also, if he comes off annoying to you, it's very intentional. Like, he's kind of supposed to yeah. right now. Yeah, he's um, a fucking teenager. He's a dipshit teen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and there's just a lot of really cool moments that have actually made me kind of laugh in a way. Dude, this game is um, so much funnier than I thought it would be. It is, and I didn't expect that at all, and I think it really breaks up the seriousness so much. Uh, I really, there is a dinner scene. Did You got to do that, right? This yeah, yeah. This dinner scene. Dude, I yeah, didn't realize so I good. had control for the longest time, and I just sat I there and listened. Yeah. I guess that's the whole thing with this, you know, kind of one so shot camera. It was so, yeah, I, I did the same exact thing. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, just the, the dialogue there was just so good. I'm like, wow, I didn't expect to be laughing at this, but yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, man, I I don't know what more I can say without going into spoilers, but yeah, we'll eventually, you know, get into spoilers some at some point yeah um definitely yeah i 
I just I want to keep playing it. I want to I want to play more. I want to see more. I want to see more of like the different realms. I know you just you just got to Alfheim, but I want to like I imagine later in this game it's going to open up and you're going to be able to travel between all these realms at will. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. And yeah. I'm, it. The one thing that frustrates me though, that they give hints a little bit too easily. Yeah, puzzles. I can see like, that. I, I am that. trying to do this puzzle. I know what yeah. I'm supposed to do mechanically. You don't need to keep telling me. <laughs> it's it's no Horizon Forbidden West, but where Aloy is just constantly talking, and you're just like, please stop talking, please. I get it, um, but yeah, it, sometimes it it does kind of recognize that you're stuck and you know give you hints a little too too quickly sometimes because yeah. the puzzles really aren't hard um at all but there's a couple that you might be tripped up on a little bit in the beginning once you get to it um yeah there's some pretty interesting mechanics in or one interesting i should say at least so far in alfheim that um that involves your axe and i'm like hmm that's actually really really interesting and you know there's the ravens in this game yeah you can take take them out collect them um and <laughs> there's this one fucking raven in alfheim not far into it that was just pissing me off and i still couldn't get it so i'm, I'm i was just like fuck it i'm coming back to it because i'm like i don't know what else i was supposed to do because you have to do this mechanic with your axe and um yeah so i i just i'll have to come back to it with some of those things but um yeah I, i'm kind of liking that aspect too whereas you you are at least in the beginning going back to some realms from the first game but they truly do feel different um and uh, i like that about this game so far yeah yeah i mean i i'm definitely like as far as i've gotten in the game i've definitely seen things that are like oh I can't do this. I'm going to have to come back to this area. And I wonder if the game's going to give a compelling reason to go back to those areas or if we're just going to go back to those areas to, you know, sweep up some stuff that we know now we have the thing we can do the stuff with. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to say much more, but yeah, God of War, it's, it's pretty fucking legit, man. It's, it's what I wanted from it. Yeah. Me too. I'm I'm digging it. Can't wait to play more of it. It is a good game. Yeah. All right. I guess we can get into the news. I mean, all right. I I need to take a quick break right now from for, for just just to break away from PlayStation real quick. Tyler, I'm not at all encouraged what I'm seeing about Pokemon. I was going to bring that up at some point, and uh, yeah, I'm. I'm really bummed that it's apparently like a technical mess because I was really looking forward to getting into it. As a lifelong yeah. Pokemon fan, this is super disappointing, especially for like the mainline launch of the n new generation of Pokemon. This is just... Uh, the videos I've seen, unless that's patched out day one, that is unacceptable. I can, I don't know if I have the patience to play through a game like that. Oh yeah, I, I I agree with you. It, it's it sucks. <laughs> it really does. Especially now it's Pokemon. I get it. 
Other games have pushed it a lot further, but Pokemon, you know, this one apparently is, like, truly open world. Um, and, you know, they're trying some really different stuff, and some of that stuff sounds really cool. But, yeah, if it runs, like, fucking ass... Ah, I don't know if I can do it right now. There's just too many other things to play. Yeah, I, I don't buy the excuse that the Switch hardware is the reason why this thing can't run well, because we've seen... I agree. Like, Breath of the Wild runs great. Um, it does. Xenoblade yep. Chronicles 3, like, from all accounts, that game runs pretty fucking good on on there. It's, yeah, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, I think it's just too much for Game Freak right now. It's They, they gotta figure that out. Yeah. They really do. Because didn't, um, um, oh, what was it this year? Pokemon Legends Arceus? Didn't that kind of run like shit? Yeah. Too when it came uh-huh. out and like bad textures and popping and stuff and um, yeah, it's just kind of a bummer because yeah, we're getting these some of these Pokemon games that are doing different stuff and it's like I want to play them, but just a a game on Switch running like that just seems completely insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> Total first world problems was like no, dude, I can't, I can't do that. No way. And for a Nintendo first-party title, too, like, I know they don't completely own Game Freak or anything like that, but you would just expect Nintendo to have, you know, just more of that quality, um, because they typically do. Yeah. I, cops, FBI, uh, whoever, law enforcement agent, don't listen to this, I'm curious what... Switch emulators with higher power, you know, PCs will make this game look like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, not that I'm saying you go out and pirate this game. Definitely buy a copy, but if, you know, you want to dump that copy and then, you know, play it on an emulator with better hardware, that's perfectly legal. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, I, I want to play a Pokemon game that has new ideas, and it seemed like Scarlet and Violet had some new ideas. Um, Arceus definitely had some new ideas. I just want to see how far they can they can take it. But like, if I I don't know, maybe maybe they're just being maybe they're too ambitious and they aren't like I I, I don't know I don't maybe they're they're too much about like trying to add new stuff without like. I don't know, maybe stop it slowing down and figure out this hardware first. <laughs> yeah, right. Because Sword and Shield was a little bit rough, too, especially in the wild areas. Yeah, it was. It was. Like, I'm not sure if we, we've we had a solid Pokemon game. Like, uh, I mean, Pokemon Snap was fine, but that's Pokemon Snap. You're just taking pictures of Pokemon. Um, yeah, and then um, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee were fine, but they were more, yeah, you know, old school. And Brilliant Diamond and... Shining Pearl, I think it is. They were fine too, but they're not pushing the limits here out here like right. uh, like these other games are. And I would even argue the phrase "pushing the limits," <laughs> just because we've seen the Switch do so much more, you know, with say Breath of the Wild. So yeah, it's just a total bummer. Yeah. All right, let's get back to PlayStation. And maybe more stuff that sucks shit. Uh, 
Sony's patent for NFT and blockchain uh, technology has been uh, uncovered. A report from uh, Eurogamer. Yeah, they're doing blockchain shit over there. PlayStation. Uh, fuck this. Fuck this. Fuck this. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, your PlayStation rewards, stupid. your PlayStation stars are not NFTs. Yeah. But <laughs> they're, why do we have this patent? Don't ask questions. Yeah. God, I just, man. Ugh. Yeah, uh, you know, with Sony doing live service stuff, a lot of it, it's, to me, it's only a matter of time before they try something like this. But at the same time, like, this whole NFT and crypto thing is just totally imploding. Yeah, um, like, you're, so. like, it was never a good idea, and now you're, like, fucking probably two years late on it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think I was reading the story about, um, I think it's Mercedes has had a crypto sponsor, FTX, I think it's called. Oh, God, yeah. And they have totally caved, All like, right. <laughs> okay. it's bad. All right. Miners cover your ears, but did you hear about what happened about the Miami Heat uh, arena? I don't think I heard that. No. So it was the FTX arena, but because of their bankruptcy or whatever, um, the naming rights are going up again, and uh, Bang Bros submitted a $10 million bid. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I hope that goes. And they, and they said oh they call it the Bang Bros Center, the BBC. Oh no! <laughs> oh, I hope I hope they win. Fuck it, uh, that'd be awesome. God. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Back to the news. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, don't Hopefully, buy into this uh, NFT shit. It's it's a fucking scam. Like the only thing that NFTs are providing is uh, material for documentary documentaries on how people got scammed. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, I agree. All right. It looks like uh, Blizzard is having problems operating their games in China. Uh, pretty soon, Overwatch, Diablo, and other Blizzard games will no longer be playable in China. Um, they were not able to reach a deal with NetEase, who was publishing their games in China, and NetEase has come out and. Uh, come out and called the um they, 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 they've been calling names they, they've been calling someone a jerk someone at Activision Blizzard is a jerk according to this NetEase uh executive um yeah 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 I mean it's tricky I mean you want to do business in China you kind of have to go through one of the Chinese publishers, so I don't know what I mean. This probably has no no effect on the deal they have with Microsoft, and you know, Mike with Microsoft's money, they'll probably just you know do that deal with China to get get their games there. But yeah, it seems like there's going to be a, at least a little time period here where you know they won't be able to play Activision Blizzard games, and that sucks for people in China who have spent money. On uh, Overwatch, Diablo, or, you know, other games, you know. Yeah, uh, and it's a huge, I mean, it's a huge market. 
obviously everybody wants in in China as a market because there's just so much money that could be made there and um it's in two with Blizzard's titles like those are games that Chinese I feel like are, are popular in, in China um with some of their titles so um yeah I'm, I'm sure that's pretty huge loss of revenue potentially uh, there there is still some other titles that are still available in China um so Diablo Immortal Overwatch 2 Warcraft 3 Reforged World of Warcraft does, so it's not does, everything uh, Hearthstone but... land on that <laughs> um Hearthstone is still available oh, okay. in China um but yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, a big business arrangement. Apparently, there was going to be a new proposal, um, basically, to kind of redo their agreement uh, and extend it, where NetEase seemed to have wanted a lot more control as well. So, uh, according to this article from IGN, that NetEase would have fundamentally changed the terms of the agreement and impact certain aspects of the deal, including how games are launched and operated, as well as changes in control over the IP. You know, we've seen um, lots of games, movies, all sorts of stuff uh, be altered for China. Um, so I imagine there's probably more that would have come there, but maybe that's not going to happen now. Um yeah, it's it's interesting. China's also seemed to have just kind of been, at least to entertainment, kind of closing themselves off a little bit more as well. Like, for example, there has been barely any movies that um, you could say are Hollywood movies um, that have come out in China when, you know, probably pre-COVID, China was probably the most important market that these Hollywood studios would want to put movies out in because they just made so much money. Um, and now China's just like, well, fuck you guys. Um, There's certain titles that won't come out because of just differences in um, culture, I guess, and in the way we see things differently than them and vice versa. But um, yeah, it's very complicated, everything. With all this, but yeah, I imagine it's pretty, pretty big loss. And who knows? I'm curious because the titles that are still going to be available are under a separate agreement. Well, what happens when that runs out too? Or there's just going to be literally zero Blizzard games available in China? Yeah, and maybe, uh, I mean, perhaps uh, China, like these, these Chinese companies, feel like they are in a stronger position now because we are seeing like. We are seeing some Chinese developed games that are starting to come out west, come out in the West, and like yeah. the, there's there's some strong stuff that looks like it's coming out of, out of China. So maybe they just feel like they have a stronger bargaining position. Yeah, that's true too. Because if not your games, hey, we have some games that uh, people are are excited for. Right. Uh and pour one out for everyone who was excited for Dead Island 2. It's delayed again. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine being excited for Dead Island 2. Sorry to anyone who is, but, <laughs> like, really. It's not very yeah. long, though, at least compared to uh, 
there are other delays or you know just not announcing release dates um it's going back to april 28th so yeah yeah i mean yeah i mean i'll believe it when uh i i see people actually playing it <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, I mean, hopefully this isn't a seven-year delay, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, that I feel like uh, too didn't yeah the 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 development team said the irony of delaying Dead Island Two is not lost on us, and we are as disappointed as you undoubtedly are. <laughs> so at least they recognize it. Yeah, but I mean, that beginning of the year, February's. Super packed. This probably helps helps out that game. Anyways, yeah. All right, we got confirmation that uh, the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven DLC Phantom Liberty is going to be a paid expansion um, when it releases next year. Um, yeah, I mean. I, I've played some cyberpunk recently. That game is still not quite there, I would say. They've still got some problems. I just ran into this side mission the other day where you're basically trying to intercept a police transport and when you get them to stop and you get out of the car with your buddy um, and you start opening fire fucking police just still spawn right behind you and cap your ass. Oh, no. <laughs> it's fucking... Ugh. Fuck. It's, man. They just... Yeah. I don't know. I I cannot in good faith recommend Cyberpunk 2077. Like, it's... God. There's still problems. It's mostly playable. You'll occasionally run into things like I did. But, man, like... I don't know if I'm going to give them more money for a DLC when the base game isn't quite there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I can understand that. Absolutely. And there's more, you know, more stuff, it seems like, that they're fixing for Cyberpunk for the next-gen versions only. So, yeah, I guess more to come there. I, I, I guess my confusion with this story is, like, were people expecting it to be free? I know CD Projekt does a lot of free stuff sometimes, but they also do paid expansions. I'm not sure why people thought this might be free. but Maybe they thought that me, uh, they would show the same humility that uh, Hello Games did uh, with No Man's Sky, but I don't know. Mm. I feel like that's a yeah, special case maybe. where Hello Games got paid <laughs> up front. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, hey guys, we fucked up. Here's this free giant ass DLC, but yeah. All right. Um, let's get into some numbers real quick here. Uh, I'm not sure. Did we go over this last time? PS5 selling well. Um, I feel like did we? Would we no, I don't think we did. It? Yeah, I don't. I don't think we did. Okay. I okay. think we just might have done September a little late, 
So it seems like it's yeah, okay. You know, not not a long turnaround. That's right. So we have October's numbers now. We know how you all love numbers. Best-selling games. I'm going to get us started here at number twenty: Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, nineteen Near Aut- Automata, eighteen Nintendo Switch Sports, seventeen PGA Tour 2K23, sixteen Dragon Ball The Breakers, fifteen Grounded, fourteen Star Ocean: The Divine Force, thirteen Minecraft, twelve. It's both two and three, and at number eleven is Mario Kart Eight. Uh, number ten is Elden Ring, nine Bayonetta, three eight. NBA 2K23, 7% of 5, 6 Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, 5 NHL 23, 4 Madden NFL 23, 3 FIFA 23, uh, 2 Gotham Knights and number 1, no surprise, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. Yeah, no surprises there, obviously. Um, I kind of feel a little bit of sympathy for people who are excited for Gotham Knights because that doesn't seem... It didn't look very good to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It did not look good at all. Uh, unfortunately, I was excited for that game, but yeah, once reviews hit, I was like, nah. Yeah. This does not look very good. Um, PS5 topped hardware sales. Kind of no surprise because, uh, yeah, it seems like uh, these consoles are becoming much more available. So, Just no as they raised there. the price, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Series X was second, so both of them outselling the Switch, even though hardware sales fell 10% year on year. Um, yeah, I'm curious, and this article doesn't say I might have to look it up, but um, since Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 has sold so well out of the gate, is, this, is uh, Elden Ring still the best-selling title of the year? Oh, I know Elden wow. Ring's been like in the top ten basically since it's been released, but um, you know there was talks that you know Elden Ring has sold so well it will be the best selling title of the year. But Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two, I feel like it's just fucking exploded. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So. Uh, like every other TikTok I see now is someone doing something crazy in Modern Warfare Two. So yeah, uh, yeah, the game is really popular. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So right now, Elden Ring is still number one, but Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two is two. Yeah. Based yeah. off of October. Yeah. So then, number three, best-selling game of the year so far. Which this one's kind of surprising to me that it's this high. I can see it on the list, but this high is kind of crazy. Lego Star Wars: Skywalker Saga. Um, number four, Madden NFL 23, five, Pokemon Legends Arceus, six, Horizon Forbidden West. Um, but there's probably a lot more copies of Horizon out there because, uh, it's, it's a bundle and I don't think those are counting. Uh, seven, MLB The Show 22, eight, FIFA 23, nine, Call of Duty Vanguard, and ten is Gran Turismo 7. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, to me, I highly doubt that uh, Elden Ring is going to hang on. But it would be awesome unless if it did. they announce DLC. Yeah, because that's true. you know, that's you know, true. that'll boost sales if they announce DLC to make a game of the year version. Right, right. Um, I should have bundled this with the uh, 
the cyberpunk story because it's still from CD Projekt Red. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt uh, next-gen update is coming this December. Um, so yeah, if you want to... It's a free next-gen next update uh, for everyone who owns the game. Uh, December 14th is when it'll come out. And yeah. They're yeah, pretty pretty awesome this is free. I might, I might check this out. We'll see. It's a lot to play. Okay, uh, let's see, where were we? Let's talk about... Let's make sure we do the Game Awards last, because yes. I have an yep. idea on that, so... Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to just move that down there. Uh, let's see. Talk about... What? Super... 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 Is this Super Giant or Super Massive? Super Giant. Super Massive. Massive. I yes. hate how there are... <laughs> mm. Two studios that I fucking like, but they have similar names, and they make completely different games. Um, yeah, right. But the next issue in the Dark Pictures Anthology is going to be a sci-fi horror game. Tyler, what do you think of sci-fi horror? <laughs> sci-fi horror can be cool. Um, this does seem a little bit different compared to all the other other ones. So this will be called Directive 8020. It will be part of season two. The Devil in Me comes out tomorrow, or the 18th. Um, and yeah, reviews for that have not been very good. Mm. Um, I, I saw. Um, so, I don't know, maybe they're cranking these out a little too fast. But there's potential in sci-fi horror. Space is very cool, but it also, I feel like, can be pretty scary. Because it's so daunting. And you just truly don't know what the fuck's out there. I don't know. There, there's a lot of potential there, but we'll see. Yeah. I don't... I personally don't play these Dark Pictures games, but I watch Let's Plays of groups playing these games, and it seemed, these seemed like really fun games to, you know, if you grab a few friends to play mm -hmm. together and get get through, so... Definitely. Yep. Okay. Uh... Ooh few more quickies uh let's uh get to the mick gordon thing uh after this um so god of war has done really well but sony santa monica is not done just yet they're working on some more things maybe more god of war but who could say who could say what sony santa monica is working on um, yeah yeah I'm really curious to see how God of War Ragnarok ends. You know, they said this is the end of the Norse storyline. So I'm just curious if they tease anything about there are so where many it might other go. pantheons, man. There's yeah. So many I mean, there's like, a lot of good stuff they could go. Do. Like you go to Egypt or India or like there's. Well, if you go to if you go to India and do the Hindu gods, I guess that's just. Uh, what what is that? Oh man, there's a series of games that's just fucking ridiculous. It's a beat 'em up game. Oh fuck, fuck. Mm, trying to think, I don't know if. Oh I'm not thinking god. Of it. I, why did I bring <laughs> this up? I don't know the name of this game, but oh fuck. Oh, mm, I'll get back to it. Uh, okay. 
But yeah, I mean, while while you're looking that up, though, it, it, there is a lot of places they could take God of War. They're not shutting a door on God of War, which I think's nice. I, I would like to see them. I think to me, I'd like to see Santa Monica do something new next, which seems like that might be what Corey Barlog is maybe working on because he did not direct God of War 2018 or, or um, God of War Ragnarok. Um, obviously he did 2018, so it seems like he might be on something new, and I, I think overall I'd like to see something new next from, from them, and then maybe go back to God of War. Tyler, so. it was Osiris Wrath. That was the game I was ah, thinking of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. yeah, there's, there's plenty of, like, if they're going to do this, like, inter-pantheon sort of thing, like, there's plenty of... Unless this game ends really fucking, like, shutting the fucking book. Um. Yeah, there's plenty of places they can go. Yeah. Uh. All right. Is this the? Yeah, I guess we'll get. Bethesda has responded to uh, Mick Gordon's allegations, and they are pretty much just denying what he said. Um. So I guess this is gonna this this might turn into a legal battle. We'll see. Yeah. I I personally think this makes Bethesda look like a bunch of dickheads. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, they're saying that, you know, they stand with their their team, okay, and that basically that Mick Gordon is one-sided and unjust, and there's an irreparable professional relationship. So these two are obviously fucking done. Yeah. Uh, they are not working together at all at this point, which... Is no surprise. We talked about that last week. Um, I I don't know if I'd call Mick Gordon unjust. Like he's trying to defend himself, but he had a lot of fucking evidence to do so. Yeah, and like, like a lot. Yeah, and that on top of uh, Marty going out and writing that hit piece on Reddit uh, probably didn't help. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just I don't know. Makes them look like idiots. Um, you know, they say that they have a bunch of evidence and all sorts of stuff. Well, then, I don't know. They're a corporation. I get it. They probably won't legally. There's reasons they probably wouldn't, but show the fucking shit. I mean, because <laughs> like, that, that piece Marty put out was, was really poor. And uh, at least McGordon's on here with a lot of, like, hard fucking evidence. So. Yeah, and, like... This this third paragraph here, where they're saying that McGordon has incited harassment and threats against uh, Marty and 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 the id software team, where like I think specifically in what Mick posted is that they don't hurt. Like he told them not to harass these people in in his post. Um, yeah, which was not something that Marty wrote in his Reddit post. No. Uh, I remember there being a lot of stories, uh, a lot of negative stories about Mick Gordon around the time that happened. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, uh, it just seems like a fucking, a messy, broken relationship, which is unfortunate because I think Mick Gordon did do some fantastic work, at least on that first Doom game. Um, it, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think... Seeing all this and reading about it now, it's like, okay, I can understand why that why Doom Eternal soundtrack didn't stick with me the way that Doom 
one did because mm-hmm. you know it seemed all chopped up and kind of a management disaster um so yeah it's it's a total bummer but it would not surprise me if this becomes a legal battle all right tyler it's time to uh talk about the nominations for the keelys the game awards the award show that if you have any taste, you probably don't need to pay attention to, but a lot of people will pay attention to it anyway because a lot of people don't have taste. Um, <laughs> that is my summary of these nominations. <laughs> um. Yeah, so what I want to do is go through the major categories, and I'm going to jot down what we choose as okay. the winner, and then we'll just see overall who, who wins. When it comes out. Not that I give that much of a shit who wins or anything like that, but I don't know. Something fun. Okay. So basically, I'm cutting out, obviously, the esports categories. Um, the creator, and, whatever the. Uh, yeah, content, content creator. creator. There's probably, a couple you can other ones. probably cut out VR, AR games. It's like we, we haven't played any of those. Yeah. I wasn't sure best mobile game. Wanted to cut that one out. Mm. Yeah, I haven't played enough. Yeah, I don't think I did either. Otherwise, I and think... Best Adaptation, like, do we really need to? Yeah, yeah, we do, we do. Okay, fine. <laughs> Alright, so do you want to work from bottom up so we end with Game of the Year? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So you want to do Best Adaptation. Alright. We have Arcane, League of Legends... <laughs> Cyberpunk Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. I've only seen one okay. of these, so I'm going to go with Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Alright. I also really like I've that. O- Yeah, I like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 as well. I think I've not seen it, but people really like it. I'm going to go with Arcane. Yeah. That, That's got might, a lot of You might be right. I'm buzz. just going with my heart here. Yeah, so... Thank Hedgehog 2 for me, Arcane. Alright. Alright, you want to take most anticipated game here? Yeah, most anticipated game. This is totally subjective, but... I mean, all these are, I guess, but... Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, or Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom... So there's exactly zero buzz for Hogwarts Legacy, and I don't know why it's on this list. I think there's a lot of buzz for it, but... um, Uh, Yeah. I I do, though, think there's more buzz for all these other ones, though. It is is solidly in last place, and I could probably think of another game that isn't nominated that would probably do better, but hey. Yeah, I I think I would agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with Starfield here. Starfield. All right. Bethesda Game Studios games. Like, people people are always interested in what Bethesda Game Studios is going to do next. And this is a new IP from them. First time in recent... This is their first... Yeah, it is their first uh, original IP in, like, decades. Jesus. Oh, yeah. It is. It is. Um, I'm going to go with Zelda. 
Tears of the Kingdom. I think there's a lot of uh, anticipation on how you follow up in uh, with one of the best games of all time. So, okay. but I think it, I think it could go either way between those two. Honestly, um, while lots of anticipation for Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil 4 in particular, I just think nowhere near those bottom two. So, yeah, solid pick. All right, let's skip up to... Best multiplayer game. Yes. So, for best multiplayer game, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I'm going to let you go first here. I'm going to go with Modern Warfare 2. Interesting. Here's here's why, to me. Um, I can't speak on... Ninja Turtles, but I could see it. Splatoon 3, dude, no. They they barely change anything. Overwatch 2, are you serious? It's fine, but it's not sequel worthy. Um, could maybe see multiverses. That's my reasoning. What's yours? What you got? I got Splatoon 3. They don't right. have to change anything. People... They didn't change anything for Splatoon 2 when that thing fucking blew up. That is true. <laughs> that is true. They're just taking your money, and people are giving it to them. But it's, I think it's going to win this award. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, next up, best sim slash strategy game. Okay. Doom Spice Wars, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Total War, Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. So, you probably think I'm going to pick Total War or Dune Spice Wars. You'd be wrong, because I know that the dumb fucks who fucking vote on this shit didn't play either of those games enough. It's going to be Two Point Campus. Two Point Campus, alright. Alright. I have very similar reasoning, but I'm going to go with Mario Rabbids. Okay. Let's keep in mind, a lot of of journalists vote on this stuff. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it it truly does come down to maybe the more popular one in in these categories. Just because, yeah, a two-point campus in Mario Rabbids is a lot easier to get into than Total War or Doom. You know, might be a little too nitty gritty. Not saying that no journalist plays those games at all. Yeah, I, um, like a lot of the journalists you know, I like do play those games, but like they're very much the minority of people voting on this. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. All right. All right. Best sports slash racing game F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23. Gran Turismo 7 and Ali Ali World. <sighs> what you got? I'm going to say I think there are enough car perverts out there. Gran Turismo 7 takes this. I am with you on that. Yeah. So that is the first one that we agree on. That I think that that, that that's, that's fun. That'll it makes it spicy if we don't agree on everything. Not, mm. you know, it's fine if we agree. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you there. All right, next up, best family game: Kirby in the Forgotten Land, 
Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. This is difficult. It is. I think I'm going to go with Lego Star Wars. Um, okay. My heart wants to go for Kirby. That's well, where I'm add going. More to say That's where that. I'm going. I'm going with the Kirby. Okay. All right. All right. Kirby. Kirby. Okay, so neither of us play fighting games. Do we want to do the fighting game category? Um. Hmm. Like. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to say on okay. any of these actually. Yeah. Other than Sifu is not a fighting game. Um, let's go. Move on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't even think just like you know listening to podcasts and following certain personalities in the game industry that I could honestly make a decent choice there. So, yeah, I'm good for skipping that. Best RPG. Elden Ring. El- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, all right. Live a live. Live life alive. Live alive. That's how the people have been saying that. Okay. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, Triangle Strategy and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Tyler, I'm going to double down on Xenoblade Chronicles 3 to win this category. Okay. I can... I think it has a shot. I'm going to go with the obvious there and say Elden Ring. Okay. I'm just saying... But I think if, I of, think if Xenoblade is going to win an award here, I think it's going to be Best RPG. Yeah, I agree. I think out of all these other titles, it's the one that has the best shot of maybe beating Elden Ring. Okay. Okay. Best action adventure. Uh, A Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Oh, this is tough. I'm, mm, I'm going to go with Tunic. All right. That's a, yeah, this is really tough. I'm going to go... I think... I think this is the only award this might get. I'm going to go with Horizon for Ben West. Okay. All right. Now it's time for Best Action Game Part 2. <laughs> because they fucking... <laughs> genres don't mean shit. <laughs> Best right. action game, Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Ooh. Yeah, this one's tough. I think I'm going to go with Neon White. Mmm. That's another one we agree on, Neon White. All right. I think that captured a lot of people when it came out. I mean, that was kind of the rage. All right. All right. Um, I'm not personally comfortable with uh, picking innovation and accessibility because I personally don't need accessibility options. And it's just like I wouldn't be a good judge of this. Yeah, same. I will say, though, the only one I really... No, it's God of War Ragnarok does have a lot of fucking options. That seem like they're very nice. So, 
Yeah, I'm with you. We can uh, skip that one. Uh, man, best community support. To... Hmm. I'm. I don't know about this one. I think I'd rather do best ongoing game. Kind of the same thing to me. Okay. Yeah. We'll just... So yeah, let's skip that one. Let's do best debut indie next. All right, go hit me. Best debut indie. Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, Vampire Survivors. Vampire Survivors. Mm. And it should be game That's of the year. That's a solid pick. It should be on the oh, game of the shit. year list. This is fucking... It's a, we'll get to it later. It's a fucking travesty. Vampire Survivors. Best debut indie game by a fucking mile. All right. Damn passionate. All right. I'm going to go with Tunic. Fuck you. I think Tunic's really good. <laughs> All right. All right. Best indie. Best indie game. We have Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Why are we putting... I don't like the cross. Yeah, me too. Especially since I, yeah. Vampire Survivor should be on this list and winning it too. Okay. Um... I'll say Just this. to be different, got well, you got got. Um, I'm gonna say tunic on this list. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I think a lot of them have a shot there. I'm gonna say stray for this one. Okay. I think stray's right. gonna take it. All right. Best ongoing game. Uh, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Genshin Impact. Why is Basically, Warframe not the on the same list every year? <laughs> why, why is Warframe not on here? Huh? Yeah. Can't they add a sixth spot for Warframe? I'm going to say Fortnite. Why not? Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. Zero build fucking dragged us all back in. Ah, that's that's a good point. There. Jesus Christ. That's a good point. Ah, it's tough. I'm going to go with Destiny 2, though. They've really made some amazing improvements to that game. The Witch Queen's awesome. Ah, I think it's a toss-up between that and Fortnite, but I'll go with Destiny 2. Uh, games for Impact, I've only played one of the games on this list. Um, so I'm not sure if we, we want to do that. Yeah, I haven't played any of these, actually. You need to play Citizen so. Sleeper. It's on, it's on Game Pass. Just, just load it up. It on is. Game Pass. Yeah. It is. Uh, it, would that be your pick if we do this? If we did it, yeah. But I also haven't played any of the others, and that just. Nah. All right. Well, let's just take a guess here. We'll put you down for Citizen Sleeper. I'll just take a shot and say as dusk as dusk falls. That's the only one I really know. Okay. Just a guess there. We'll see. All right. Best performance. Ashley Birch, Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney, The Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge, God of War Ragnarok, Man Engage, Immortality, and Sonny Suljic, God of War Ragnarok. I'm going to give this to Sonny. Sonny? Yeah. All right. I can see it. I'm going to go with Christopher Judge. Um, 
Yeah. I know it's it's Kratos, but uh, in, in you know he's done Kratos for a while, but man, there's a lot of great emotion so far in that cave. I'm I'm in. Yeah. Right, okay, best audio design. I'm going to have... All right, you, you probably know the gripe that I'll have here. Uh, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West. Where the fuck is Scorn? Ooh. Where the fuck is yeah. Scorn in best audio design here? It's a good call. Uh, these... These journalists, they don't know what to nominate. It's so fucking frustrating. <laughs> there are some good picks here, though. I'm going to go with Gran Turismo 7. That's very good. I don't, I don't think it's going to win, though, but... God damn, those cars sound good. There's so much about this game that just fucking rocks audio-wise. Man... I think I'm going to have to agree with you. I like Gran Turismo 7 a lot in this category. I, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good one. I Yeah, I hope it, I hope it takes it. Uh, All right. Man, I'm going to look something up here. Best score slash music. Oliver Derivieri. I'm, I'm going to butcher a lot of these, unfortunately. A Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, Sukasa Saitoth in Elden Ring, Bear McCreary, God of War Ragnarok, Two Feathers for Metal Hellsinger, and Yasunori Mitsuda. I just looked it up. I think that was, um, I think he worked on Xenoblade. Okay. Or, no, was it the. Either. Did, uh,. Didn't Chrono Trigger get a re-release this year? I wonder if they're putting him up with that. I just Chrono Cross did. Chrono... Hmm. Got a remaster. I don't know if he did that or not. Let me look here. Uh, twenty. You know, it's it's hard to look. So he did do Chrono Cross. I'm not sure if that's what they're nominating him for or. He worked on Xenoblade. Huh. Regardless, I Ooh. think Elden Ring, uh, Sukasa Saito, is going to win this. Okay. Because that fucking Elden Ring theme is fucking baller. Alright. Um. Ah, man. Two Feathers Metal Hellsinger is okay. pretty solid. It is. You know, that that's the game. But I don't think they'll win it. Just don't think enough people played it. Um, I'm going to go with God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Now, I could see God of War not winning this. The soundtrack is a little similar to the first one, but it, it does, it slaps. And I'm a sucker for shit like that, so I don't know. It's an interesting category for sure. Hopefully they do. Um, well, they usually do it, I guess, for game of the year. There's a lot of similar games there. That orchestra. I always like when they do that. Anyways. All right. Next category: best art direction. 
We've got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. There's some heavy hitters here. I'm just going to be a gross boy and say Scorn. Scorn deserves Man. something. <laughs> That's a good one, though. I mean, I think Scorn's super deliberate with everything. I'm, I'm going to go with Elden Ring. I know I haven't played Elden Ring, but everything I've seen, I'm like, damn. Looks pretty interesting. You're never going to play Elden Ring. I've just designed myself. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll it. see. <laughs> All right. Best narrative. Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality. A lot of people upset about Elden Ring being in this category. I don't know what you make of that. I'm sorry, I, I didn't get that. What, what did you say? I saw a lot of people uh, kind of upset that Elden Ring is part of Best Narrative. Uh, those people here. are stupid. I don't like them. And uh, I'm going to just <laughs> pick Elden Ring out of spite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I have not finished it yet, but I'm going to go with God of War Ragnarok. It's already hitting me more than any of these other games here. I liked the story for Horizon Forbidden West. I think it went interesting places, but I didn't like every bit of it, for sure. And it didn't hit me as much as God of War is hitting me so far. Uh, unfortunately, I have not played a Plague Tale. I think that's the only other one that could really do anything for me. Okay. All right, next award is Best Game Direction. We've got Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok. Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. I am going to give this to Immortality. I think this is the award that game wins. Interesting. Okay. Alright. I'm going to go with Elden Ring. I think Elden Ring really seems to be pushing that open world design. I'm going to... I like the game, but... Horizon in this category, really? Even Stray? Eh, come on, man. Yeah, I don't know. God of War is a good one, but it's it's very similar in its direction to the first game, which won this category. Yeah. So I think, honestly, it's, it's probably between Elden Ring and Immortality. I mean, <laughs> I just don't think the other ones even hold a candle to any of those other two. So, all right. The big one, Game of the Year. Some contentious picks here. A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Vampire Survive... Oh, mm, fuck. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marvel Snap... Um, no. Mm, no mm. Kirby? No. <laughs> Citizen Sleep... No, okay. Uh, it's going to be Elton Ring. Elton Ring's going to win this yeah. award. Um, I, we agree on that. I, I don't know why Stray and Horizon Forbidden West are on this list. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm with you especially for Stray. Stray is completely fine, and that's it. Game of the Year? Are you fucking kidding me? Horizon I can go either way with. To me, Horizon's a nominee, but it, it's never going to stand a chance. But Stray? 
what the fuck, dog? Where, like, out of all of those sort of games, like, Tunic? Tunic is so much better than Stray. Neon White? Like you're saying, Vampire Survivors, Marvel Snap, Kirby's so fucking good, dude. If there um, was a, a category for most played game of the year, Vampire Survivors would win that. Yeah. I could see it. Honestly, I would be okay with... Actually, no. Never mind. I was going to say maybe Modern Warfare 2, but then I thought about that campaign. No, that campaign was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> that campaign holds it back. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird, weird list. A lot of similar types type of games as well. Not as bad as other years, I'd say, but... Um, like, I remember that one year, it was like, felt like every fucking nominee was <laughs> the same type of game. Um, yeah. I, Where, it's where's where's the love for Power Wash Simulator? Oh, yeah. Where, where's the love a good one. for Rainbow... No, not Rainbow Six Extraction. What am I kidding? Uh, <laughs> uh, but Peglin was pretty good. Peglin isn't even nominated for anything. That's a pretty fucking cool game. Hard Space Shipbreaker. Fucking cool. Um, yeah. Just looking through some of the games that we've played through this year. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess... I guess Pentiment released too late, but that didn't seem to be a stipulation for God of War being nominated. Um, I think God of War... Didn't yeah. God of War technically release after their cutoff? Well, I think what it comes down to is God of War was in the hands of journalists and, you know, review personalities, all that stuff for like two or three weeks. So they had a chance to play it before they yeah, I guess voted so. for nominees, whereas Pentiment might not have had the chance, even though God of War released afterwards. I think that's what it comes down to. Okay. Right. Um, Fine. Yeah, we'll see. Looking forward to the Game Awards just for a dumb, fun three hours. Yeah. And yeah. see maybe some cool announcements, reveals, hopefully. But Hopefully we get some Elden yeah. Ring DLC. Uh, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping... I'm honestly hoping Sony announces something, to be honest with you. They just haven't really announced anything yeah. in a while. Maybe we'll see um, more of what Kojima's up to. Oh, I think that's a fucking given. Absolutely. I'm down for that, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Alright, well... December 8th. 8th. Yeah, what day of the week? Actually, let me look at my calendar. So see if I even Thursday. have Thursday. So three, three, th- three weeks from today. Oh, God. <laughs> nope, I... Well, actually, that's the last of my four days... Okay, so I'll I'll be off that evening. I'll stay up and watch that. And I might close on my house a few days after that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, busy times. Amazing yep. times. God damn. All right, well, I think that... I think I've kept you up late enough here. We, we've got to end the show here. So, I'll do that. Um... By telling you all, all of you beautiful people out there listening to keep doing what you're doing, keep rating us, keep reviewing us, keep sharing us with your friends. Every little bit helps. Um, if you want to give me money, I'll take your money too. But uh, 
that that's for another time. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with this new house. I might I might set up. It might be a streamer house. Oh, how would fuck. you feel about that? <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I got a nice attic space. I got a pretty decent basement space. We'll see. We'll see Ooh. what happens. Uh, nice. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, we'll catch you all next time. Uh, until then, be good to each other. Play your video games and... Eating pussy and kicking ass.